Hi, my name is Emily Nikanor and welcome to The Healing Room. Today is our second episode in The Healing Room and I'm going to talk about nine things I learned from nine years of marriage. So my husband and I celebrated our um, ninth anniversary and um, it was really special. Uh, we didn't do a, a lot like what we, we, we wanted to what we would have wanted to do because of uh, lockdown regulations. All the restaurants were closed, so we couldn't really go for breakfast. So we managed to get takeaway from, from one of the restaurants um, at the mall, and um, we sat on the benches um, in the sun, um, and we had our breakfast and we spoke. So it was really sweet. It was really, um, I loved it. I loved most of all my our conversation, my husband and I conversation. So as I record this, you might hear other our dogs in the background or our, our kids screaming. They're just playing with um, daddy in the garden. So just want to give you a heads up, okay? In case you hear a noise in the background. Okay, so nine years or nine things that I learned from nine years of marriage. Number one, um, develop an ability to forgive easily and quickly and sometimes without an apology. <clears throat> so I put this as number one. The other, the points are not really in any order, but this, this is really one of the most important things that you are going to have to learn to do in marriage. Uh, you're going to have to for, forgive and to forgive a lot because sometimes we say things in marriage uh, to our spouses and some of these things don't even come from a bad place, but we have the way we interpret them, we interpret them wrongly or we take offense. So, uh, or sometimes our, our spouses really uh, say, hurt us and we, should, we need to be in a position to be able to forgive um, quickly and to forgive easily and with, without holding any grudges. Um, and um, that's the thing is the longer you take forgive the bigger the chance of for resentment and bitterness will be so someone once said that unforgiveness is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die so this is so true uh, because the thing is with unforgiveness is that it only affects you it imprisons you it cages you and it holds you up you know and and, and actually does not it doesn't affect the other person so it's it's really best for even your own personal good and your health to forgive um and um and and yeah and forget sometimes you know so um the thing with um unforgiveness is or, or once the offense has turned into bitterness it becomes like a cancer in your soul and then number two you need to you need god you need god and you need to cultivate a relationship you need to have a personal relationship with jesus um, this one is very true because, um, first of all, um, a cord of three strands cannot be easily broken. So I'm referring to your marriage. You, your husband, and the third person, the third cord in your marriage should be your husband. You need God for your, for your marriage to, uh, to thrive. God is 
the foundation of should be the foundation of your marriage um, and he is the author of the marriage institution so when we we have God when you have a relationship with God and we walk in obedience to God that means that we are able to carry out our marriage relationship in a way that it honors God you know and we are able to 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 live by the principles of marriage that God has set in place already at the foundation of time at the at the beginning of time when he when he when he made this institution of marriage okay and then the other thing why you need God in your life is 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 so that um he can be your best friend and he can be there for you when no one else will be there for you. The thing is that time will inevitably come and there will be times when you will not be able to go to your husband because sometimes your husband is a culprit and you will not be able to go to your other best friend because sometimes some of the things you cannot even talk to your best friend about yet. And so it only Jesus will be able to comfort you and to heal your heart. So relationship with God is very important. Number three that I've learned is don't make decisions when you are mad and have lots of patience. Pray for your spouse and declare what you want to see them become. And uh, when I talk about declaring what you want to see your spouse become or what you want to see your marriage become, um i'm really referring to especially with your the spouse i'm really referring to you know personality traits or character traits sometimes maybe your spouse has a certain character trait that you don't really like and the thing is we like to pray about what we don't like rather than praying into sowing into what we want to see you know so when you pray for a marriage when we pray for our marriages we should pray into what we want to see like you know my marriage will be fruitful my marriage is blessed you know you know pray what you want to see in your marriage and pray what you want to see in your spouse my spouse is has con- unconditional love he is loving he's patient he's long suffering you know he's you know all these things you know like pray into what you want to see rather than uh, praying like Uh, a complaining prayer like my husband is never there for me he's never this he's always that he's always yeah so you get the difference so it's very important if you have been praying uh, as a, uh, into what you don't like i would like to encourage you to change your prayer pattern and to start declaring and praying what you want to see in your marriage okay So um number 4 um love and serve your spouse and make deposits into your love bank during the seasons of abundance so that you'll be able to make withdrawals during the seasons of lack or need. This one is very important when it's important to for us to love and serve our spouses. Um you know just like to be more specifically when it comes to um to 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 loving and serving our spouses most men love to be served 
and most women love to be loved to be shown love whether it's it's in in a, a, way, a gift form or whether it's in a you know touch form i'm now um going into um love languages so it's important also that you learn your spouse's love language like for instance if my love language is words of affirmation and i know maybe my spouse's love language maybe it's physical touch when i love my spouse when i love my husband i will not love my husband because naturally i'll be inclined to affirm my husband to give him words of affirmation or to encourage him because that is how i'm made to feel. i am made to feel loved when someone encourages me and gives me words of affirmation that's how i feel loved so naturally i'll be inclined to go so naturally i'll be inclined to just um you know um, affirm my husband and encourage him but actually what he needs is physical touch maybe he just needs me to just you know um hold him or to hold his hand or you know um or to make love to him or whatever it is you know maybe that is how he feels love loved so um as as a married couple we need to be able to know each other's love languages so that we can communicate to each other in the the, the love language that we both understand um if you would like to know more about love languages Gary Chapman has a book that is called the five love languages and you can buy it or you can and or you can go on his website um you will be able to you can just google Gary Chapman love languages test if you if you don't know what your love language is you can take the test and you'll be able to know to take the test so you can know you know what is your love language um so that you can learn more about it okay so um yeah and then i i mentioned that um make deposits into your love bank during seasons of abundance so you'll be able to make withdrawals during seasons of lack because the thing is we will not always be as, as a married couple in as a marriage you will not always be in a, in in one season throughout your entire the course of your marriage sometimes you will be in summer and spring seasons where you will be enjoying each other and just loving on one another and then you encounter seasons such as winter seasons where maybe you know um there is a misunderstanding in the marriage or you've just come across a, a hard patch that you need to overcome or maybe there's loss you know things like external things that affect your marriage like maybe a loss of a, a loved one that is close to your spouse you know uh, and that will force your, your your partner to be in a position where they are not able to love or to receive love so um make deposits into your love tank so that when things get tough you still have something to withdraw from okay so um the next one selfishness and pride selfishness and pride are your worst enemies i'm not even going to you know like kill these two selfishness and pride kill these two before they kill your marriage um selfishness is really just considering yourselves above your spouse you know uh, and i'm not saying don't consider yourself at, at all self 
uh, care is very important because if you cannot take care of yourself, you won't be able to take, you won't be able to take care of your spouse. But um, there are some spouses who are really just selfish in marriage. They don't want to serve their spouses. They don't literally don't want to do anything. The other person is always bending over and above for them. It's like almost like a um, uh, an eighty twenty, you know, love kind of relationship but a marriage is supposed to be a, 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 a place or an institution where we both give our hundred percent but if it's pride pride is not being is when you are not able to recognize that you are fooled when you can't say i'm sorry when you cannot humble yourself when you always want to be the right one and to make sure that the, your spouse knows that is the that they are right the thing is that you are one the two have become one flesh so when you fight your spouse you're actually fighting yourself you know the bible talks about your body uh, not 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 denying yourselves um you're, you're not, not denying each other your bodies because your body belongs to your spouse and your spouse's body belongs to you so um it's very important to really make sure that you look out for these uh, bad uh, traits which is selfishness and pride which they they are one of the number i think number one top two killers of uh, in a marriage yeah of a marriage so n- the next one is six um number six sex sex is a gift from god so besides procreation sex being meant for procreation procreation it is a gift that we have been blessed with to bring pleasure and to experience and to enjoy the sweetness of marriage so sex is this beautiful uh, gift from god that he gave to us so that we can really enjoy each other so we can experience pleasure in marriage and experience pleasure with one another and the thing is nowadays this area is one of the biggest area that is really under attack from the enemy that and and what i've seen and what i've experienced is that before you get married you know uh the enemy does everything that in his uh, certain does everything you know that he can to get you guys to sleep together but when you are married he does everything to get you guys to not sleep together and i remember even with my husband sometimes you know that one hour before bed things were fine until that hour before bed it's like he says something or i say something and you know we just goes off in a different direction it changes the whole vibe and all of a sudden your your plans for the night i have been spoiled so i have become a lot more away you know to say especially when when you have planned you know to have sex that evening and even even when it's not planned uh, because you know you, you you gauge how the in how the atmosphere is and as a married 
couple i don't know how you guys do it but it's important to look out for to just be aware that the enemy really wants to distract you and he wants to disrupt your sex life because if he can kill your sex life then he can very well kill your marriage life your marriage okay so um so sex is a blessing it's really a blessing but what i used to think that you know you just get married and all of a sudden poof you just you are just enjoying sex and you just know each other and and until i realized that actually it takes time as a married couple it takes time to know each other it takes time for you to know what your spouse likes and what they don't like and it takes time to really know each other so make that time take that time and especially i'm talking to husbands Uh, take the time to know your wife and be patient with your wife because sometimes um, I don't want to say the word but you know just be careful not to be selfish in marriage as as much as you're being satisfied make sure that your spouse is also being satisfied it's not a one-way thing sex is made for both um, both um, husband and wife to really enjoy it and to make get maximum results out of it okay so the next one is learn to communicate okay so learn to express yourself in a way that is healthy and to be able to properly be understood it's very important so that when you speak especially when you have a grievance and you want to speak to your your spouse speak in a way that they can clearly understand you and when you when your spouse has a grievance against you listen to understand and not to respond so communication is very important and um and healthy communication requires emotional maturity maturity and really just being able to control your emotions and to talk honestly without manipulation or control um it is um something that happens in marriage that sometimes a wife maybe uh, manipulates maybe the husband with her emotions maybe she starts crying so she can have her way or whatever it is or maybe the husband controls uh, the wife within the way that he talks you know so um have a healthy create a healthy and let a communication pattern and learn to communicate with each other well okay so the next one uh, number eight there shouldn't be anyone there should not be anyone else that knows you better than your spouse so and if you are if, if you work on becoming each other's best friends you reap greater rewards in marriage so work on becoming each other's best friend um my husband weren't my husband and i were not always um best friends you know we really had to work on our friendship and um and yes there are times where sometimes i would feel like talking to my friend about something first bouncing it off at my friend first before i come and sort it out with my husband which is perfectly fine in fact it's needed to create that healthy um relationship within the marriage but your spouse should always be the first um it should always be the person that knows you the most and also especially if let's say i get for an example if you receive good news if there's someone else that you'd rather run to first to discuss that good news or to tell them about that good news other than your spouse then they should then i think you need to really just go, uh, go over how your heart and just really maybe fix that part okay um 
and then number nine is um, love together make time for each other create new memories travel see places and explore together especially to young uh, to to newly wedded uh, couples um, you have all the time and f- flexibility to really just spend time with each other to get to know each other better to talk for long hours uninterrupted to sleep in uh, you know make sleep in make love what 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 uninterrupted on a saturday morning you know and, and before because there's no kids that would disturb you so make make um take advantage of those times and make a uh, opportunity to take advantage of those times and just make it a point to travel as much as you can i mean we are in lockdown now but these beautiful places around wintook where you can go to and um i know that there's even some lodges outside of wintook that have really good special some beautiful places in namibia world class places so this is a time to now take advantage of those places and to just you know um create beautiful memories with your your person the thing is that um when you get married and you say i do you become one uh um spiritually you have become one but naturally becoming one flesh and fusion fusing together um that is like a process it's almost like when when you are a, a, a christian you know you, you don't just become already like an exact image or your your character your personality is not already like Jesus you know you go through a process of sanctification where you imitate Christ and and you become to look like Christ and to be like Christ so it's in in marriage it's the same thing you know as you the two of you get to know each other as you are sanctified that's why the first few years of marriage this uh most of the time a lot of conflict because that's a time when you you guys you, you are being becoming one and being glued together as one or fused together as one you know two people becoming one person so the ugly parts are going to be exposed the ugly parts on both ends will be exposed so that you can deal with it so that you know only what is is really needs to stay in the two of you for you to become one that which will stay so that is why a lot of couples experience um, a lot of um, just conflict and and um yeah in, in the first few years of marriage so um i have a bonus point then there was another and then there's another key that i forgot the bonus point is that yeah a happy wife is a happy life and um yeah, this i'm saying this with a, a smiling emoji but it's true um a happy wife really is indeed a happy life you know the wife is the one who is responsible for the atmosphere in the house who you know she's a nurturer she's an influencer you know so she influences the atmosphere in the house so um when you have a wife that is not pleasant or that is not happy 
Um, I'm really actually just reminded of this scripture that says that a nagging wife is like a dripping tap, you know, on top of your house, which just, you know, you can't sleep. The tap is just dripping the entire time. Entire time. Yeah. So, um, yeah, a happy wife is a happy life. So, uh, the key point that I forget, is, I forgot is learn to accept fault when you are wrong and learn to say that I am sorry and usually when sometimes when people say i'm sorry they like to add on many things like for instance i am sorry but you are the one who was wrong i'm sorry but if you didn't do that i wouldn't have done that so just say i'm sorry even though your spouse had a role to play in it just learn to say sometimes i'm sorry if you really want to be to give a sincere i'm sorry just say i'm sorry full stop and 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 leave it there so yeah, thank you so much. Um, uh, those were the eight point nine points plus the bonus points that I wanted to talk about um, today. And so I would like to close off with praying um, for marriages. So I would like to pray for um, couples that are. I would like to pray. So let's pray. Father, thank you, Lord God, um, for today. Thank you that I was able to record this podcast, Father God. I just want to give you all the honor and the glory. Um, Father, I bring um, the listener who is listening to this podcast today, Father God. I bring this couple who's listening to this today, Father God. I pray for their marriage, Father God. I pray that you bless their marriage, Father God. I pray, Father God, for the couple who is going through financial difficulty, Father God. I pray that you come through for them in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray for the couple who is behind with a mortgage payment, Father God, or who don't know where they're going to get the money to pay for rent for the next month, Father God. I pray that you go, you come through for them, Father God. I pray that you meet them at their point of need. Father, I pray for the couple who has been trusting you for a job, who has been laid off, Father God, as a result of COVID, the impact of COVID, Father God. I pray, Lord God, that you meet them at your point of need, Father God. I pray that they will be able to find a job, Father God, to provide for their family in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I pray for the couple who is trusting you for healing, my God. I thank you, Father God, for healing in the mighty name of Jesus. I speak healing to the womb that of the couple that is expecting, that wants to conceive and wants to have a child, Father God. In the mighty name of Jesus, I speak healing and I speak life into that womb in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I, I pray for the couple who's having uh, who's having difficulty in communication, Father God. There seems to be argument after argument. There seems to be whenever they try to communicate, they just, um, what is communicated is not what is interpreted or what is understood and there seems to just be confusion in their communication. Father, I release a blessing in their communication. I release a blessing and I speak a blessing over the communication channel, Father God. I pray, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, that what they what they say will be what will be received in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I pray for the couple who is not able to accept their spouse, Father God, who is struggling with unforgiveness, Father God. I pray, Father God, right now in the mighty name of Jesus, that you uproot that root of 
bitter root of resentment father god and of bitterness father i pray by your holy spirit that you 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 uproot it father god uproot it my lord uproot it my god uproot it father god there is nothing that is impossible for you father god i pray for the couple father god who is right now thinking where am i going to go where what are we going to do we have come we have reached the we have come to a wall and we come to the crossroads and and we don't know what to do father i pray for that couple right now and i just release a blessing over them i i declare father god that that with men what they are facing now is impossible but i pray father god as your word says that with you all things are possible. So I pray Father God that that couple will just lean into you Father God and they will yield Father God to you in obedience and they will seek you Father God your word says when you seek me you will find me Father God. So I pray that that couple will seek you Father God and they will find you Father God in the mighty name of Jesus and Father God when they find you Father God I thank you Lord God that you answer their prayer in the mighty name of Jesus. Father I speak a blessing on all the couples that have have listened to this podcast and even if it's just one of one of the one of them father god of the of one of the marriage one spouse father god i pray i release a blessing on the entire uh, marriage on the marriage father god and on, on both of them um, a blessing from you father god in jesus name father i thank you lord god for this podcast father god i i give it to you father god and i pray father god let it do what it needs to do in the mighty name of jesus amen thank you so much guys for tuning in i really appreciate it and i can't wait for the next podcast all right Okay, bye.